Listening to the Common Fan Podcast, a Husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him, ladies and gentlemen. It's Dylan Rayola Day on the Common Fan Podcast. Heck, it's Dylan Rayola Week. It's Dylan Rayola Month. It is the Dylan Rayola era. Today is Tuesday, December 19th, year of our Lord, 2023. And less than 24 (laughs) hours ago, Dylan Rayola, the top high school quarterback recruit in these United States, committed to play for the Nebraska Cornhuskers football team. This is a real thing that happened, people. We cannot wait to get into what this means for the Huskers going to into 2024 and beyond with a very special guest today. I'm TJ Burkle. With me, as always, are Maddie Owens Sr. and Geoff in Lincoln. Make sure to check out the Common Fan Podcast's new YouTube channel at youtube.com at slash at Common Fan GBR. And hit that subscribe button when you do. And if you watch this uh, episode on YouTube, you can see our smiles from ear to ear about the big Dylan Riola news. You can also follow the podcast on your streaming platform of choice. Follow us on Twitter at, at CommonFanGBR. Email us at CommonFanGBR at gmail.com. And of course, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We are joined today by Zach Carpenter, who, of course, is the publisher of Inside Nebraska, which can be found at nebraska.rivals.com. The Inside Nebraska team brings you all the latest in Nebraska football, basketball, and other Husker sports, and, of course, all the recruiting news. You should also make sure the Inside Nebraska podcast is part of your regular rotation to help you feed the addiction to all things Huskers. Zach, thank you so much uh, for joining the Common Fans on what is a massive week for Husker football. Yeah, I mean, TJ, thanks for having me on. Uh, Matthew, Jeff, I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, I mean, that, that intro music, I like to think that you guys are talking about me with the, we got him, we got him, we got him on. It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's big, uh, big exactly, the, it's exactly yeah, what it was for. Yeah, big yep. day for the podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Happy Dylan Day to all those uh, who celebrate. Um, <laughs> it's been a... Uh, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, it's still, um, I mean, I, I think every every Husker fan should have had a drink or a stiff drink or five last night to celebrate <laughs> because that's how that's how big this uh, mm-hmm. this recruiting win is. And it's been a crazy jury, journey because, as you guys know, um, I followed him. I was at Ohio State covering mainly recruiting, and um, so I've I've been following since the first time he uh, he popped on the scene and. Uh, became an Ohio State the priority target there all the way from around January 2022 is uh, December 21, January 22, when uh, he sort of popped on the radar there all the way up to now, and it feels like feels like even longer than just a than just a two year period through everything that's happened here. No doubt. Well, let's get right to it, Zach. I, I read your entire three part analysis of. Dylan Riola, which all common fans uh, should check out if you haven't already. 
Uh, safe to say you are very high on uh, on uh, Mr. Raiola. Uh, you compare him to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you referenced that Lincoln Riley thought Raiola uh, was a top quarterback across the last couple of quarterback or last couple of recruiting classes. Uh, and to go even further, if I may quote you, you say, quote, the Huskers have a guy at quarterback whose ceiling is as high as you can go in the sport. Heisman winner, number one overall pick in the NFL draft, franchise quarterback, NFL superstar, MVP, Super Bowl winner, end quote. I also like that. That was in. That was in part one of the analysis. Goodness. I liked I liked that you started part two by saying you don't really care if people thought that was too much. I really appreciated you standing <laughs> by your words there. Um, that, that's some pretty high praise for an 18-year-old kid who has yet to take a snap as a college football quarterback. What makes you so high on him? Yeah, I mean, I I stand by what I said, that 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 those are those are the the markers that he could hit. Those are the achievements possible for him if he continues to do what I know he has done his whole his whole uh, life and football career is work hard and study the game and um, be coachable and progress and develop and that's why this recruitment took such a long journey is because there's a lot riding on on his decision um, and I, I couldn't be higher on him because of because of everything that he brings to the table physically everything he has mentally. I mean, you look at him, he has the 6'3", 220 to 230 frame, um, unbelievably strong arm. I mean, you watch some of his highlights and he's just whipping 55, uh, 55 yard passes, air yard passes, like on a dime off of one foot while getting tackled um, accurately into receivers in stride. And um, he avoids pressure. He has a feel for the game. He can throw from all the arm angles. That's a lot of the the main Patrick uh, Mahomes comparison comes from the way he's able to just fling it sidearm, submarine, if you want, like uh, launch it downfield. And the manipulation of the pocket that you see with, uh, with Tom Brady and Mahomes that he has. And um, all, of, all of that, though, um, with Mahomes, it's the, the superpower that not a lot of people talk about, or at least didn't at the beginning of his career, is his brain. Like that's what everybody within uh, – the chief's organization says about Mahomes is like he has a photographic memory and it's his, it's his ability to recall information and be able to read defenses pre-snap and see things, obviously see things once and boom, it's there. Um, he's a, and Mahomes is also a student of the game and uh, Rayola is built a lot of the same way. And he has a photographic memory as well. Like when he got to, um, to uh, not Burleson, he went from Burleson to uh, Chandler High School. And when he got there, he was immediately, he was recalling plays. Um, his, his offensive coordinator at, uh, at Chandler asked him, like, hey, what, uh, what, what plays do you want? He wanted him to bring the top 10 plays of his favorite things he's run at Burleson. And he brought him, and he was able to recall the um, exact protections for every offensive lineman on every play and the intricacies they knew. And he continues to study study the game so um, he has the NFL bloodlines he has so many re resources in his back pocket and he knows and th that's that's the thing his mentality his even keeled never too high never too low you can see it play out on the field but um that's that's the other thing where I've, I feel like when you look at Nebraska 
after everything we saw last year with, uh, with the quarterback situation, especially Jeff Sims, I don't think it's been more glaringly clear that the most important trait you can have as a quarterback, especially here in, in the fishbowl that is Nebraska football, is to be, um, be mentally strong, have that, have that willpower to be even killed. If things are going great and you're um, leading them to a 5-0 start, just trust the process, stay, stay calm, stay composed. And if you're going 0-5, same, same deal. And uh, they have a head coach who has that mentality now, and, um, and Dylan, uh, Dylan is a lot the same way, uh, which is, I think, why one big reason why this, uh, this sort of uh, marriage between a generational talent at quarterback and a head coach who's, uh, who needed a really good quarterback and got the best one that he could have gotten in, in Rayola. And I know, I know all of those things are the Heisman winner MVP, obviously. Like you said, a lot, a lot of uh, pressure and expectations to throw on, to throw on a kid, but um, I don't feel like I'm overstepping because those are the goals he has. Those things that I said in that story, to be able to one day be shedding tears while uh, while saying a speech in Canton at an NFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony, those are the goals. It's not like I'm out of bounds in, in, um, in assessing it like that because those are the goals that he's been working for for a long time. And that's, again, why this process took so long because you're, you're trying to find the, the perfect spot and the infrastructure in place because despite what everybody says with all the transferring of high schools and whatnot, which I don't see as nearly a big deal as, as um, a lot of people do, you don't want to transfer in, at, at the college level. You want to find the place that's right for you and um, be there your whole career. Even if the transfer portal now allows you to, um, you'd rather avoid that if possible. So again, I know I'm rambling, but I have a lot of thoughts and I'm very passionate it. about it because he is so fun to watch and the, the ceiling for him is sky high and Nebraska's ceiling as a program just goes to another level with him in it. Ramble away, Zach. It's beautiful. <laughs> yep. As if I'm praising, if I'm praising, I mean, they, it's the most important recruit. And since Tommy Frazier, I think inarguably, maybe arguably the most important. I mean, depends on um, at the time of his at the time of his signing. Anyway, Tommy Frazier is the best uh, quarterback in Nebraska history, and I don't think that uh, I don't know if he could be, ever be unseated, but. Um, the fact that uh, how important this win is deserves all of the a three-part analysis story, and we have like eight stories up right now on our front page. It's it's all Rayola content, and there's there's reasons why. Zach, um, well, you mentioned uh, Tommy Frazier, and we've we've had some pretty highly touted recruits over the years. It's been a while, <clears throat> um, but none none as highly rated as Rayola. Um, what what do you think? What pieces? need to be in place around Dylan to give him the best chance of succeeding at Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, well, you start off with, uh, with the head coach and, uh, and the alignment, I mean, the, the alignment that is here with, uh, with the athletic director and Matt rule, um, and then trickles down to the players. So everybody, um, everybody's a part of the same process of all moving in the same direction. And, um, I thought you saw even in the midst of that four game losing streak to end the season, I felt like it was still all moving in the same direction and uh, they lost because of, because of continued turnover. That, the number one reason they lost is because of the turnovers, but they didn't have dissension. 
Um, people weren't breaking apart. And I think that, that really, really matters. But the, uh, the other, the next piece of it is quarterback development. Um, that was a big, a uh, huge reason why he picked Georgia after, after decommitting from Ohio state was because they had, they had an unbelievably, unbelievable in infrastructure in place to develop quarterbacks. And I mean, they hired Clemson's, uh, D Dylan's main recruiter, uh, primary recruiter at Clemson, who was the quarterbacks coach. He might've been the OC Brandon Streeter. Um, but he left Clemson to be, to be an analyst at Georgia. It's like, you have the top, one of the top guys at Clemson going to Georgia to be like the second or third guy in that, in that, um, in that hierarchy when, in regard to, uh, in regard to quarterback development, it's a big deal. Um, so I think we're looking at a similar situation, I think at Nebraska, I mean, I, I know for a fact there's going to be a change or changes to the offensive staff as far as quarterback development goes. I don't, I do not know specifics as of now. Like, I don't know. Would you like to break some news on the common fan podcast? <laughs> well, I, I was saying this on the, I was saying this on the insiders board last night on at uh, insidenebraska.com. Great site, great board. Check it out. Um, but I, I was, I said that last night, I know that a change is coming, but I don't know specifics. I don't know who it is or who they are. I don't know the role or, or title roles or titles. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a co-OC or a full-time quarterbacks coach. If they're just bringing in a quarterback analyst, I'm not sure, but I know a change is coming. And that's, I think that's, again, I keep using the word primary, but it's primary reason that uh, one of them that Dylan wound up, wound up looking at Nebraska again and ultimately committing because he knows he's confident in what's going to be whatever, what the infrastructure is going to be in terms of his development. So, um, I don't think we can overlook that part of it at all, but uh, that's from a coaching perspective. And then you have, obviously, you have Donnie Rayola who uh, will be there. I don't, you cannot have a better guide, in my opinion, um, to have with uh, with Dylan. He's very close with his uncle, so um, with all the with all the pitfalls that are uh, like pressures and whatnot uh, that come with being the quarterback at Nebraska. I mean. Again, he has the right mentality for it, but I also think he has a he has a really good guide in place. Zach, uh, you 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 just mentioned uh, um, Uncle Donnie Raiola, um, and I was curious about this. I thought you would probably know if anybody. I kept seeing in stories that the um, kind of the recruiting contact rules don't apply to him. Is it because he's family? Is it, I don't, for, for, for three common fans who aren't able to follow recruiting as closely as we would like, you know, with kids and, and all that other stuff with things we have going on, we can't follow this as well as we'd want, but I kept reading that, that, that those rules don't apply to him. Could you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't brush up on the rule book probably as much as I should. I mean, I've, um, I use there's a there's a board member Sugarland Texas on our on our site who like I'll, I'll always not always but I've I've messaged a few times before like hey am I right on this rule and then <clears throat> he explains it like in detail like like okay yeah I would have never I would have never known that he links me to the rules pages I'm like so it's it's section 15 article B uh, Roman numeral eight. And by like, lot 12. By lot, yeah, I don't, yeah, like make up a number. I'm like, I swear, I, did they just put this in like yesterday? Because <laughs> I did not know this. Um, 
So I don't I don't know specifics of the rule. That's that's my understanding as well, though, um, that because he's uh, a family member that he um, the rules don't apply uh, as strictly to him. And I know that means like, I mean, Dylan's visited a billion times to Lincoln and a lot of times it's it's been a family reunion or he's coming up to see uh, to see Donnie or his brother Dayton is coming up um, because he's a Nebraska recruit as well. So and then he tags along and um, I mean, you see Donnie, Donnie was like his, uh, um, wouldn't say tour guide or chaperone, but kind of the chaperone during his official visit this yeah. past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw him with him all over the place. So that's what sort of set in, like when I saw that, um, I sort of, that's when it like actually set in, like, oh yeah, Donnie is going to be here um, if, he, if Dylan's here. And that's going to be, um, I mean, Don, Donnie is, Donnie Rayola is as, uh, headstrong and um, and also even keeled as uh, as they come. So um, I, again, don't think you have a better better guide in place. And that's that's from the coaching standpoint. I also think um, Greg Smith and Steve Marek are a couple of of our staff writers at um, at Inside Nebraska. They I listened to uh, their um, their breakdown. Like they uh, had them pre-record a video in anticipation of of Dylan committing and they made a lot of really good points that I hadn't thought of with the infrastructure of, um, of the offensive line with all veteran, all those veteran guys coming back and rule challenging those, those juniors and seniors, like, Hey, we got a kid coming in here, um, to be our quarterback. I, I mean, in my eyes, I'm, I'm viewing it as Dylan real is going to be the starting quarterback. He still has to win the job and compete, but, um, I don't see a world in which he's not the starter for Nebraska in 2024. And, uh, hmm. and you would think beyond, but, we got a kid coming in here. Like, I am trusting you guys to protect him. He's uh, the future of our offense, uh, future of our our program, like college football franchise quarterback, essentially. Um, and you have uh, hopefully you can bring in a receiver, a veteran out of the portal. But you have good young talent in that room, and we'll see what we'll wait to see what happens at uh, at running back. But then on the other side, you have everything that Tony White and that defense brings back. So. There are good parameters in place, and um, I think they're going to be able to bring him along at, at his own pace. Not at his own pace, but not come in and expect, um, expect him to have to throw for 4,000 yards and win the Heisman in year one. So that, yeah, like all of those things that we said at the beginning are true, in my opinion. Those are the ceilings, um, or that's the ceiling of what he can accomplish. But it's not just gonna, I don't think it's going to happen right away. There are going to be some growing pains. It's going to be hard for him. But um, I think he has the mentality to, to weather those, those difficulties, be coachable, and, and develop here. And eventually we will see that ceiling uh, matched one day in, in Lincoln. Love it. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Um, well, you know the history of the program. And we've kind of had a rough stretch as Nebraska Cornhusker fans. Seven consecutive losing seasons. I haven't been to a bowl game since 2016. Um, our egos are a little little damaged now. We're a little bit more fragile as a fan base. Um, So it's great that this news came because it does give us that, that light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, that glimmer of hope, something that we've all been yearning for, for years and years. Um, Just how big of an accomplishment or a W is this for Matt rule and the Huskers more of like a big picture look at things. Yeah. I mean, and you guys come by that, honestly, that, that mindset. I mean, with everything that's gone wrong, it's like, all right, what what can go wrong now? And you see, uh, I don't I don't know if it's the pinnacle of that, but you saw it 
the latest example of that with how the year ended, starting off five and three and finishing yeah. five and seven. It's like you're one away. Yep. And the way you lost those games is just agonizing. Like, um, so I, I, I get it. And uh, I think Matt Rule throughout the year, Greg Smith and I, and I talked about this. It's like he's still paying for the sins of the past that weren't his fault um, with mm-hmm. some of the decisions that, uh, that he made. It was, it, they would be questioned like to the utmost degree because um, – there's been some uh, th- there's been some burned souls around here. Like there's been uh, hesitancy because of how many times that you trust in something and that it doesn't wind up being um, coming to fruition or being true. And I mean, I, I equate a lot of things that I covered of relationships, whether it's recruiting or football. Like feels like feels like Nebraska fan base is is um, is the the person who got who got cheated on or like had had a disloyal partner <laughs> over and over but then you kept excusing it away like yeah keep coming no, back no, he he's gonna be he's gonna be like he's gonna be different like it's gonna change or she's gonna be <laughs> but i love him oil this time like yeah like i love him like i can't let go and then you just keep keep welcoming back the disloyal person keep welcoming him back welcoming him back and excusing it away even though you know in your heart that they're gonna let you down yeah. But and they're going to be disloyal again. But whatever, we're just going to keep it going. We're going to we're going to ramp it back up. Or it's the family member. Nebraska is the family member who has another family member who keep letting you down, keep letting you down, keep letting you down. You know they're going to again, but they're family, so you can't let go. You can't just yep. give up. And that's why I think. I mean, with everything that's been in place since since Rule got here, the things he said as as introductory press conference, he's followed through on so many things and i just kept looking back like throughout the year he would um he would say something or or we would see it happen um and he would show us what he was talking about in the beginning like when the best example is he he said we will we will leave no stone unturned for to find talent here like we're going to take the walk-on program seriously we're going to recruit and say we're going to look everywhere and then what you see like three what three guys Three walk-on guys earn former walk-on guys earn scholarships and become starters, uh, three or four, and so that that's a that's the great sign in terms of that. But then and then when you look big picture, now with a five-star quarterback, you know, ultimate talent like Rayola, it's just um, like the big picture with what he can bring to the table himself and with what he can bring um, as far as other talents because his his rolodex is is as long as you can get with with five stars and four stars so who knows what happens down the road but uh you should be excited even for the most jaded of husker fans that's awesome zach and i want to go back to something you you mentioned uh a minute ago but kind of looking ahead to the quarterback situation in 2024 so as of right now uh, as of today, at least, you've got two guys on the roster who have started games as Nebraska's quarterback, right? Heinrich Harburg and Chubba Purdy. And then, of course, in 2024, both you know Dylan Riola and Danny Kalen out of Bellevue West, also an excellent high school quarterback and elite 11 guy, right? Looks like he's sticking with his commitment and he's coming to Nebraska as well. So both of those guys enter the picture in 2024. Um you know, I kind of just curious all, a lot of questions around this, right? So 
could because the transfer, you know, signing day is tomorrow. But as far as transfers go, that sort of never stops. They could add a guy in January. They could add a guy after spring ball. So do the Huskers keep looking around for a more senior guy like a Kyle McCord type player? Um, and also, you know, kind of curious if you have any insight as to whether, you know, Purdy or Harburg, are they looking around? Because, you know, look, I think we're all excited about the Riola news, uh, we're all ready to hand him the Heisman here in Husker Nation. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, but the kid's 18 years old. Like that that's a lot to put on him. Um, you know, you want you gotta assume there will be growing pains, no matter how good he ends up being. So, kind of how do you see that play? And, and you just said though, you think he's gonna be the starter. Um, and let's say that, let's say he's great right out of the shoot. You know. When was the last time we had a season without a quarterback missing a couple games due to injury, right? I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why you need more than one uh, functional quarterback uh, in, in 2024 in the Big Ten. So kind of how do you see that playing out? What do you see that room looking like maybe post-spring game or going into the fall? Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I I don't I don't anticipate either Purdy or Harburg leaving, but, I mean, there's – I don't think there's anything that would surprise me in today's transfer portal era unless right. it was like Caleb Williams decides not to enter the draft and transfer somewhere. Like that's like the only thing I think that would uh, be truly shocking in this day and age. So uh, like, like we say in recruiting, never say never in recruiting, never say never in the portal. Um, but I, I don't anticipate them adding a veteran guy. I think um, I think, if they keep what they have in place, then I think that's the that's the quarterback room we're looking at. And uh, if you have if you have Chubba Purdy and Heinrich Harburg, two experienced, two very experienced guys now um, after after last season, um, and Purdy not not Purdy not, obviously not as much as Harburg uh, with less games, but you now have playing experience in the Big Ten and um, and in the big moments. And um, I mean, Chubba looked uh, Chubba looked really good against Wisconsin. He was um, obviously struggled against Iowa and then you have the three picks to end three games in a row, but I, I, I trusted him to be a, to be a, a high quality backup if, um, if he chooses not to look elsewhere, but he is, a, I believe he graduated this past weekend. So, um, I mean, he is a grad, he would be a grad transfer, so he could go anywhere. And also there's the new, um, new bylaw or whatever is in place uh, by the, or the new court order, the temporary restraining order um, that was put in place to allow anybody to transfer, whether you're, no matter what your uh, status is in college, whether you're grad transfer or underclassmen um, up till I think the December 27th, um, I think was the date and a two week period. I might be getting the dates wrong, but um, I think he, he could look elsewhere, but I do think, uh, at this point, I would expect both of them to stay. So if you're looking at that room with uh, with a couple experienced backups like that, and then uh, you get to develop Danny Kalen on the back end of it, like you said, two, they have two Elite 11 quarterbacks in, uh, coming into the room. That's that's a fact that, um, I mean, I I broke the, the news that Danny Kalen was planning on staying committed to Nebraska, and I didn't even think about that fact until one of our uh, board posters pointed it out last night that, Nebraska now has two elite 11 quarterbacks. It's like, oh yeah, they both, they both <laughs> did go out there. Forgot about that. That's, that's pretty wild. Like who would have thought like the Paul Rudd meme? Yeah. Like, not, not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> so you, you can't, you can't be, you can't be mad about that. You can't be like, I, I think they're, 
their quarterback situation, I think, is is lining up to look uh, look much better than um, much better than uh, previous this last season. And um, I mean, we I I had anticipated them adding a, a portal quarterback, a high quality transfer, or the best um, the best they could get on the market, and then. Um, it looks like that was happening with Kyle McCord, and then boom, get wind of uh, what last uh, last Monday the 11th. And it's like, oh, this thing's this thing looks like it could be happening, and it it was uh, it's it's one of the crazier, uh, more high octane weeks of of recruiting I've ever covered. So it'd be fun. So no, so Zach, no, uh, there's been a little bit of smoke about Casey Thompson returning for a seventh year of college football. Is there, you haven't really heard any smoke on that. I keep seeing stuff about that on Twitter. I've seen, I've seen all the, all the rumors and, um, and reports and I, I haven't said anything about it because I, I have gotten different answers on it about, yeah. um, it could be a possibility or no, it's definitely not. So, um, when you're here, when I'm getting conflicting information like that, and then like, I don't have it completely locked down. I, um, I don't, I don't feel confident saying one way or the other. So, sure. but I think, I think that, that, that adding on top of the entire last week, it's like you start catching wind of Casey Thompson might be coming back. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I love, I would love that if they bring Casey Thompson back, I don't know if there's going to be at least a reporter on the beat more excited than me because I, I loved Casey Thompson during his one year here. I mean, he was not, he wasn't a Heisman finalist or anything, but he brought stability to that room. And yeah. um, I, th- I thought I got annoying last year when I kept saying, I probably wrote it six or seven times, like Casey Thompson's the third best or fourth best quarterback in this conference. I mean, he's not CJ Stroud or um, JJ McCarthy, but he's, he's, or he's up there like Aiden O'Connell's probably um, would rank above him, but he's in that, that upper tier. And I mean, I, I thought he was. I thought what he brought in terms of toughness, getting just absolutely demolished on on a weekly basis because of the offensive system and the pass pro that was set up, um, which I don't think was all on the offensive line by any means. But um, I, I would be extremely excited. I thought he. I I thought he was. Uh, I I I thought that him transferring out and the way that situation was handled wasn't. Uh, from from the people I spoke with, I didn't think that was uh, the the right decision. I understood the decision. I totally, I I fully understood what happened. I just disagreed with it. So, sure. um, and I think we saw it play out. That I mean, if I think if Casey Thompson was here last season, then you have more stability. Maybe he gets hurt. Who knows? And maybe we shouldn't like hash that all of that out. Like of what could have happened. But um, if he comes back, that would be. Um, I think that would be uh, the exact type of deal. Like, with, if Husker fans are getting excited about that one too, I think you should be because he brings uh, he brings that stability as well. Yeah, good guy to have in the quarterback room. Definitely. Um, well, that being said, Zach, the one thing I think we're all curious about is, and I I listen to some other sports talk radio shows, and the common consensus I've heard from a lot of hosts is if and when Dylan was going to commit to Nebraska others will follow. So we're pretty excited, obviously about what he's capable of on the field. But I wanted to get your thoughts on what could be possible off the field. Um, you've got people sending out cryptic tweets and the staff saying we're not done yet. And so that gives you hope that maybe 
Are there any surprises heading our way that we don't know about for National Signing Day tomorrow? Uh, any dominoes that are going to fall or any ripple effects just from his commitment? Anything else you think you've got on the radar for us? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little more difficult than it was because of the way the numbers situation is. Like, I mean, last year they uh, they clearly weren't worried about it. They brought in 11, I believe 11 um, new transfer portal additions. I think it's 13 if you count Xavier Betts and Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda coming back, and then 28 high school signees. Um, <laughs> so a little different situation last year, and uh, this year I think the transfer portal market for them will be going uh, – a lot more, a lot more realistically of what they want of um, supplementing through the portal, and um, mm-hmm. it, I don't think you, we've heard Rule talk about it. And it, it, he did, hasn't said this exactly, but he's going to sign guys. Like he, I think his approach is more like sign them and ask ask questions later. Like as far as the numbers situations go, um, <laughs> and you can't get too many offensive linemen, can't get too many defensive linemen, and there's different things with the NIL and. Uh, that you can get a little more creative with things. Um, but uh, I, I don't think that I, – I do think we're in for some surprises, uh, maybe a couple late flips here. There's a couple four-star linebackers who visited this past weekend and alongside with Rayola and Dylan Williams who's committed to Oregon um, and uh, Vincent Shavers committed to Miami, and then there's Larry Tarver Jr. Um, I believe those are um, – I believe those are uh, or Larry Tarver Jr. Yeah, that's that's the only one I was unsure of, um, but I don't think we're gonna see like it's not gonna be the same bump that you might get if he if Dylan had committed back in June or July. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're if you're Nebraska, if you're a Nebraska fan, I think you take that. I think you take that in a heartbeat of okay, Absolutely. yeah, Dylan, Dylan committed two days before signing day. Like okay, we don't have to keep recruiting him for six or seven months. Like, we know he's going to be here. We know he's going to sign instead of a six-month, all right, well, Georgia and, Ohio, Georgia and whoever else. I was going to say Ohio State, but Georgia mainly, like, they're going to keep recruiting him. They could they could wind up uh, flipping him. Um, so you, you lose the you lose that bump in, uh, in the immediacy, but in the 25 class, you could be looking at um, – you'd be looking at some, some higher-level prospects coming in when – they see how things are rolling here on both sides of the ball, but I do think we could be in for a couple, um, couple of surprises, like you said, on on signing day Wednesday. That'll be fun. Excellent, love it. Well, we're we're currently Nebraska is sitting at twenty one, uh, ranked twenty first in rivals uh, national team recruiting rankings. Uh, do you see any any foresee any movement either one way or the other? Uh, by the time the dust settles tomorrow and signing day, moving up a little bit or moving down. Yeah, I mean, we saw a couple decommitments, um, and it was it was funny that uh, what month, probably two months ago, maybe it was a month ago. Um, Greg and I were walking out of press conference after recording one of our uh, post presser videos, and it's just like I was like, so like we're talking about all right, who is going to be hardest to hang on to in this class? Because we were like, I mean just it's it's a big boy business it's college football we know for a fact we we both had had been covering recruiting while it's like there's going to be decommitments happens every year right um no matter what the situation or the factors are and um we we were like i think kawan lacy is one to watch carlin jones is one to watch uh we we talked about a couple others that's going to be hard to to keep in the class and then those two guys um decommit and go elsewhere and 
Um, I, I don't, I'm obviously not going to say specific names, but I, I, I wouldn't be, I guess I wouldn't be totally shocked if there's another decommitment just because that's the nature of how it goes, um, sure. with, with being in the recruiting game long enough, um, that you see it happen all the time. So, uh, but th those guys I mentioned earlier, I think, uh, um, with Shavers and, uh, um, probably Tarver, those are the two guys to be looking at in the high school ranks and uh, Bly Hill, the corner from, uh, from St. Francis uh, at, uh, out there in, in PA. Um, he's a Maryland, Maryland high school guy. He's a corner who, um, with, with all the Rayola stuff and uh, McCord, that situation going, you flew completely under the radar that he was, uh, <laughs> that he scheduled an official visit and then he wound up taking it to Nebraska and um, I've been told that, like, I've been told that earlier on in the day on Monday, um, but then all of the quarterback stuff completely overshadowed it. That, like, hey, there's a guy to to be on the lookout for. So, um, now all that dust has settled. I think he's a guy that you can focus up a little more on, um, learn background on, if you're a Husker fan, like, because I think he's a corner, and I think corner is a is a spot that you can add help out of the portal this this off season with. Uh, with losing Quentin Newsome, you want to add some strength there. So those are those are just a few of the guys to watch. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Zach, we want to be mindful of your time. I know it's uh it's super uh probably one of the busiest weeks of the year for you. I've got one final question, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, absolutely. I know you're you're not a native Nebraska guy. What you moved and took over the as a rivals publisher, what about a year and a half ago? Um so I'm yep, curious. June you know how much if you've had a chance to check out, and if you have a favorite among some of the local favorites, Runza, Amigos, Valentinos, uh, any or or any other uh, local spots that that maybe I didn't mention that are among your favorites. Yeah, so my first, I I came out here in June twenty two for like ten days, and I immediately tried Runza because I'm like I've heard so much about it, and was told what to order, and it was awful. And I looked back at the text. <laughs> I look no. I look back at the text. No, don't get too excited, Jeff. Damn it! I look back, I look back at the text from what what uh, was recommended to me. I'm like, gosh, I ordered it wrong. I ordered I ordered the wrong thing. <laughs> then I ordered. What did you I get? Back. It was a Southwest thing that like had uh, like onions and like some some uh, I don't know. I just the the I, I like spicy food, but like um, it maybe, just was not. Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't good. And then I'm like, all right, wait a few days. <laughs> wait, wait a few days. Don't get it again. Yeah, exactly. Like cleanse the soul, cleanse the cleanse the body. <laughs> right. Um, I went back and got uh, got the right thing a few days later. I'm like, still don't love it, but it's not bad. Like, it's not bad. It's not. It's not Man, the level the other the first order was. How how can you not like a warm a lukewarm you cabbage stop it, hot stop dog? Jeff. Beef in stop it, it. How Jeff. can you not love that? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I I heard Nebraskans are very very protective of it. Or I mean, or I mean, you think the exact opposite. Like well, yeah, most yeah. of us, most of us are protective, but Jeff for some reason is is anti. I'm just a realist. Anti American. <laughs> communist. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just yeah, a yeah. Realist. We also we also uh, talk a lot for some reason. I think this started with Jeff too, but we started to talk a lot on this program about the Jeff Sims combo at Amigos, mm -hmm. um, and wondering like who will take that over in 2024, like which player, and then will it be the same food items or will they will they change the food items at all? But I think what, Jeff, what it's was the Geoff Jeff Sims combo. What Geoff, you want to take that one? 
<laughs> we were cutting out there for a second, but if we're just talking about the Jeff Sims combo, it's delicious. It's a secret menu item. You can still get it, Zach. If really? you're on the board, just say, hey, I'll take the Jeff Sims combo meal, and they'll give it to you at $8.99. It's delicious. And, and what is it, Jeff? Yeah, Zach wants uh, to know soft shell ta- Soft shell taco, crisp meat burrito, Mexi fries, and a medium drink. Uh, I would definitely say you need to pair some cheese sauce and some ranch with that. They do charge extra, however, just so. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to, I mean, I'm going to have this podcast download, so I'll skip ahead to this part and then write it down in the notes. Perfect. App because there you go. I have, there you go. I have a notes app with Lincoln and Omaha um, recommendations. And uh, my girlfriend moved from Columbus in July, this past July, uh, moved from Columbus, Ohio to here. Um, and oh. I was like, all right, I'm putting together a list of everything I can for recommendations and things. So, like, so I have a blueprint. Uh, restaurants, bars, like, um, like salons, gyms, uh, tattoo parlors. I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll Beautiful. This for some reason down the road. <laughs> so I have a bunch of recommendations on there. I've been to uh, Valentino's. Yeah, it's the um, it's a little overpriced. The post press at the press conferences. Um, I don't know what you guys think, yeah. but my my two favorite pizza places I've had in order, um, and I have, I think I've only had six or seven, like five or six. Um, pizza spots here, but Momo's would be number one. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. there you go. There those you go. Are, those are the top two. I don't know if that's crazy to say. I I have no, I would agree with that. No clue. But Momo's is good, man. I agree. Yeah. Would you have a number two? Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Staple. Good too. Yes. Yeah, it's on DoorDash too, so it'll be here. Like every time I order, it's like, all right, I know what I'm getting. Just order that, oh. and I know the, I know that I'm gonna be happy with that one. That those two places, muchachos, have been. There are a few times I, I love uh, I love um, love muchachos got good good tacos and margaritas that's a, that's always a good uh, like happy hour deal so there's so much though there's so like like I said my girlfriend moved here what July so only a few months ago and I've been here for over a year and a half and she's already explored more than me so I uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be a computer in the office for a long uh, long time I need to explore a little more. Can we get you on record as saying Lincoln is better than Columbus? No, no. <laughs> no. I, I, I really like. So that's the thing. I really like Lincoln. I loved Columbus, but okay. The, okay. the difference to me, like, well, not the difference. It's just I experienced the city more in Columbus because, like, I had a different job there. Like now, it's ah. uh, I was I, I, the job didn't have as many demands as this one, where I feel like I'm 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 working a lot lot more because of the position and stuff calls for it. So I haven't explored Lincoln nearly as much um, as I as I want to or as uh, as I will be um, come probably spring summer, despite how long I've lived here. But um, I, I really do like I like Lincoln a lot. It's just um, Columbus is still so far my favorite city. But um, I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, ruling Lincoln out. Like I said, I did Julian? Fleming <laughs> You'll get there. I'm like, You'll get there. Like, yeah, that's... Nebraska's ranked second to Penn State in the Julian Fleming portal recruitment, but they're not out of it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Life, so. Love it. Still a chance. Well, uh, <laughs> common fans, make sure to check out the Nebraska Rivals site, Inside Nebraska. Make sure to check out the Inside Nebraska podcast. Thanks so much to publisher and insider Zach Carpenter for joining the common fans today. Zach, this was awesome. Um, all common fans go out and celebrate. Take, take the, take the rest of the day off. Take the rest of the week <laughs> off. We got Dylan Rayola. All is we well did it. in Oscar nation. 
we're washing the five and seven season. We're washing that taste out of our mouths. We're moving into a new year and a new era for Nebraska football. So Zach, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Zach. Um, and thank really you, Zach. That was awesome. And uh, Common fans will be back soon. GBR for life.